Hello, Misfits, and welcome back to another week of the podcast. My name is Georgie Paul, and today I wanted to tell you the story of how I almost missed my flight. Now, why is this something that I want to talk about on here when we talk about growth and personal development and those kind of things? I do have a point and some lessons that I learned But mainly, it is just hilarious, and I need it documented because it's one of those things that you're just like, I can't even believe this is happening right now, and I just, I started to tell a little bit about my Instagram stories, and I'm known for very long Instagram stories, but this would have just taken forever, so here we go. So, I flew home, flew home, I flew home from Florida. I went there, we had a big corporate event, and the week before they canceled it, or they didn't cancel it, they made it virtual, and I already had my flight, and I have family down there that I haven't seen in years, so I was like, you know what, we're just going to go and watch it from there, so I went, and I rented a Jeep, it was like my first trip solo, which, you know, we've had a lot of firsts this year with me, so learning to travel by myself was one of them, and um, it was a great experience until the (laughs) the flight home, so I went there, and I rented this awesome yellow Jeep, and I drove on the beach, and I got to spend, like, a lot of time by myself. I got to see family, my dad's sisters, and my cousins that I haven't seen in years, and then met up with a couple of our team the last day and went to dinner and had a lot of fun. So anyways, I'm flying home and I drove two hours away from Orlando to meet my other team, like Amber and Nick and Shayna and Don and Jay. And so I went there the night before I was supposed to leave because I had a red eye flight. So I knew I had to get back to Orlando, but not until late. I didn't have to be at the airport till like eight, nine o'clock. So I head off and I drive my rental Jeep back to Orlando, which is a two hour drive. And I gave myself four hours till my flight. Now, in retrospect, I should have given myself a little bit more time because that was basically just enough time to get to the airport. So I'm driving and there's a car accident and I'm stopped for like quite a while. And then we go again and then there's some road work and I'm stopped again for quite a while. And I start realizing this is going to be tight. I'm like, this this is uh, about to be a game, like a race, because by the time I get there, I get through security, I'm starting to feel some stress. And this is kind of where, like, this personal development, like, way of looking at my life that I've recently, not recently, but really been working on recently, um, of just kind of accepting what is and not (laughs) having all the stress and stuff over things I can't control, which we talk about a lot. And I'm like, here's a practice, because I'm sitting in traffic, I still have to return this Jeep, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing that I can do about it if this flight leaves without me. You know, that's what it's going to be. So what I decided sitting there was, and whatever your faith is, or whatever, you know, you, whatever your beliefs are, fine. But basically, I was just like, listen, God, you know, I'm going to give this to you. And no matter what your faith, there is something in just when you cannot control something, you just kind of got to be like, 
okay, I can sit here and stress and and we've talked so much about this in this podcast, but it's like you can sit there and stress and anxiety and cry and anger and all this stuff, but if it's truly something you can't control, like me sitting in traffic, what is that going to do for me? So I just said, you know what, God, I'm going to give this to you. If I'm meant to make this flight, so be it. I'm going to do my best because I really got to get home. I had a photo shoot the next morning. I obviously needed to get back to Ari, and I definitely didn't want to sleep in the Orlando airport or go get a hotel. So I was I was real hope, really hoping I was going to make this flight, but I just kind of felt myself release. I was like, here we go. I'm giving it to you. I'm not going to spend the next three hours of my life in full panic and anxiety and whatever it is is what it's going to be. Little did I know what it was actually going to be. Buckle up because here we go. But in that moment, it was a practice of all these things that I've been listening to, these books I've been reading, all this work I've been doing. That is great. And you can listen to podcasts and you can read books and this is something that I had to learn within myself because I've talked before about doing strengths work with a coach and stuff and learning like learner is one of my top strengths and the overuse so everyone has these strengths you you all have strengths and there's a way to overuse them so it's not like there's negative things about who you are it's just overuses so one of my overusing of my learning is too much. I've taken too much um, information to the point where I won't be able to like act on it. So to me, this was an example of, okay, here is a test now, like actually put this stuff into practice that you're talking about, because here's a stressful situation that you have no control of. And you want to be this person that is just centered and at peace, and like just kind of like even keel, doesn't get too worked up about things, here's your chance. And I felt myself kind of release that when I, I prayed or whatever, and then I just listened to music, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it was because I was in Florida, and I had this Jeep or whatever, but I turned on Luke Bryan, and I don't really listen to country music unless I'm driving to my hometown. It's this weird thing where every time I drive to my hometown, I listen to country music. I don't know why, but I listened to a bunch of country songs that I haven't heard in years, and I just enjoyed my time sitting in traffic. I enjoyed the two-hour drive back to Orlando, and I just, like, wasn't really that stressed. (laughs) Now, here we go. So I go to take my Jeep back, and I was slightly nervous because the guy, you know, they had to check your rental car. He did the whole check before I left. However, right, I was like 20 minutes away from the rental car place. And by the way, I didn't pick up my car until like 10, 9, 10 o'clock at night. I was, they were closed. It was, I was exhausted. And I'm like 20 minutes away and I realized. So I'm like, please don't let this process be very long. So a lady comes out, checks my car. She's like, everything looks great. However, I see these two dings on the windshield and I'm like, I'm like, well, I might as well try. And I was like, well, those were already there. And she's like, well, who did your inspection? And thankfully, the guy that did my inspection was at the counter. And I was like, it was him. So I walk in with her and she's like, were these already on the car? And he looks up at me and thank God he just remi- like remembered me. And he was like, yes, they were. They're already there. 
And she was like, well, put it on the paper next time. He's like, I was busy. And he kind of like winked at me. So I'm like, I don't really know if you just thought I was cute, but whatever. Thanks, bro. Like, thank you so much. We have to go. So I'm like, I'm like, can we get in the shuttle? Like, I have to go. I literally have 30 minutes before my flight leaves. And she looks at me like, you crazy. This is the Orlando airport. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I've already checked in. So I get in the shuttle and I'm going and I'm like, deep breath, deep breath. We're not going to stress. Everything's okay. Woosah. Get in there. And the Orlando airport is just freaking huge, y'all. So I was like, there's all these check-in machines and since I already checked in I already had everything I just had to print my boarding pass I'm like I'll get to the one all the way by security so I just print the boarding pass go through security all as well does that ever happen does that ever happen when you're running late or something it's it's only when you're running late or you're stressed that you hit every single red light and every single thing has to happen I have flown so many times I have traveled so much over the years and never this series of unfortunate events that have happened to me have never happened to me. But of course, when I have 30 minutes till my flight lands or takes off, this, here we go. So I go all the way to the other side, right by the security, go to print out my boarding pass. And it's like, can't register, can't register. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm like, let's just try it again. Deep breath. It's like, see, cashier. And I'm like, oh, my. So the the desk, the frontier desk, was right in the front door. So I had to, it was, like, on the other side. I had to, I was, like, kind of mildly walking fast because I still was hopeful I had plenty of time. If I had understood what was going to happen, I would have been sprinting at that point. So I go... Of course, when I go back, there's like 15 people in line. When I get in line, they have all these check bags. And it's like, you know, when you're just in a hurry, of course, the lady's taking forever in her purse and the kid is crying and then the guy drops a suitcase. It's just one thing after another. And finally, I just took a deep breath and I kind of yelled to the lady and I was like, I'm really sorry. All I have to do is print my boarding pass. I don't have to check a bag. If I don't do this right now, I'm going to miss my flight. And God bless this woman that was about to go next. She's like, go ahead, baby. I don't have to. I don't, I'm, I don't have time. Or I have time. I'm not in a hurry. And I was like, I looked at all the other people because I probably cut like nine people in line. And they all just kind of smiled at me and were like, go ahead. I was like, oh, thank God. So I go up. I'm thinking she's just going to get my boarding pass and peace out. Absolutely not. She can't find my reservation. Mind you, I booked these tickets forever ago. And I was had no problem getting here. She cannot find it. Like, it's not even showing up that I have a ticket. She calls another lady over. The lady looks at it. And I, now I'm starting to, like, I'm, I just keep repeating myself. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. But I am starting to stress because my boarding is almost done. And I have not been through security. I'm like, there is. She can't find it. They bring over another guy. I'm like, this is a joke. Finally finds it. And I was probably sitting here with her for like 10 to 12 minutes that I definitely did not have. She finally prints it, looks at me. She goes, they're not even letting me check you in because the boarding is over for this flight. And I'm like, so you're telling me that I can't get on that flight? And I felt like this was a movie. She holds up the boarding pass. My whole freaking life is a movie. Let's be real. She holds up a boarding pass and looks at me and goes, you could try. And I was like... (laughs) All right, game on. I grabbed that grabbed that boarding pass and I sprinted to security. Sprinted. And 
I go up and the airport is so big that they have different securities for each gate. So I go to my gate. Of course, it's closed because everyone's already on the freaking plane. And I'm trying to run up there and these cops are yelling at me. They're like, no, 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 get in the other lane. I'm like, but you don't understand. They're like, no. And I'm like, I have to get on this gate. And they're like, I don't care. And then he like reaches and grabs at his hip. I'm like, I don't know if there was a gun there, but I'm like, is he going to shoot me right now over me trying to get into this security? I was like, all right. I kind of put my hands up. I was like, all right, that's fine. And I go over. I'm like just begging people. I'm like, can I please get in front of you? Can I please get in front of you? Can I please get in front of you? These guys let me in front. This lady let me in. This one lady was like, no. She was like so mean. The only mean person I had this entire time. And... I get up there, I get to security, and of course, it is like one thing after another. The whole security line is backed up. Like, my boarding has been done for like five to six minutes at this point. The the reason that I'm even still trying at this point, I don't understand, but I was like, I'm going to give it my best effort, and if I don't make it, then I know I tried, and there's some reason I'm not supposed to be on that plane. So, I finally, like, there was a lady trying, God bless trying to they were trying to get her in this wheelchair and I was just trying to be so patient and then this girl turned around and was talking and it was her turn I looked at her and looked at the guy and then she ignored him for one more second and I just cut right in front and then she starts yelling me as the same lady that was mean I'm like going through security and I'm like I'm really sorry I'm really sorry I had braids in and would you could you could you guess the one day that I just, I am the one that needs to get patted down because I look, I I probably look suspicious at this point because I'm like sweating and la- like, I'm just, I gotta go. They pull me aside and they're patting me down. She's like intensely patting through my braids, my French braids. I'm like, I do not have anything hidden in here. I have to go. I grab my laptop, my shoes. I barely had my shoes on and I just start sprinting. And then I realize, oh, of course we're in Orlando so that means I have to take a trolley to the other side where the gate even is I am like I just kept laughing like I looked probably like I was on something because I was just I'm like there's no way my boarding has been done for 15 minutes the plane is about to leave the ground so I am sitting on this trolley and I just take a deep breath and I'm like this trolley door is going to open and you're gonna sprint as fast as you possibly can and you're gonna get to this gate and if they don't let you in you know what you tried you tried but we're gonna do our best so I have my my boarding pass my I am that girl in the airport that is sprinting by running into everybody yelling I'm sorry that trolley door opened I was I ran so fast I had my freaking giant purse and my suitcase rolling this guy yelled at me from across the thing was like, go, baby, go. I was like, this is a joke. So I finally get there. I am sweating. I'm exhausted. I'm so just done. The door is shut. There's nobody there. And the guy that worked at the desk, and I slap my hand on the counter. I'm like, could you please? Is there any way you would let me in that door right now? <laughs> And he looked at me and looked at the time and looked at me and then looked at the door. And then he goes, the flight for Cleveland? Like, you crazy? I'm like, yes, I need to get on that flight to Cleveland.
and he looks at me and rolled his eyes he was like so disgusted with me and opens the door you guys i heard the rocky soundtrack like we are the champions that little aisleway that you go from the airport into the airplane i was like jumping up and down i had just won the world series i i go through it is a red eye so everybody hates me everybody is tired nobody is smiling and happy at all and i'm just like trying i just want to high five everybody walking down the aisle i'm like this is insane there's i just kept flashing back to her saying you could try and i get to my seat and i don't know how but i got a whole row by myself which was probably good because i was just a mess i started crying i was laughing the lady definitely probably thought i was on drugs or something next to me she kept looking at me like over (laughs) she just kept like looking over me like what's going on i was probably talking to myself and I sat down and I'm just, I just could not quit laughing. I think I laughed the entire flight home and I'm laughing, laughing, laughing. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to say a prayer for a quick, like, like a safe landing. And then I'll celebrate once I actually get to Cleveland. <laughs> Cause I'm like, um, let's just make sure I was supposed to get on this flight. And God wasn't like, this is a morbid sense of humor okay and I don't mean to offend anybody but I was just like what if I did all that and then like the plane crashed or something and God was like I sent I tried to ruin your boarding pass I tried to ruin I sent I sent a a traffic jam I I put ladies in front of you and the security I did everything you were just not listening to me that's like all I could think of which is silly but I was like let's say a prayer for a quick flight a safe flight safe landing and then when when those wheels touched the ground in cleveland i was like i i never would want to go through that again absolutely not but that experience gave me so much like laughter and just excitement and i always say my life is a movie i think i manifest these things i manifest these crazy things that happen to me because i just like the excitement i think Actually, as I'm recording this, I am getting on a flight to Utah today. I will be there three hours early. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to do that again. However, the experience, just because I always like to see the lessons and things and like different perspective, as funny as it was and how crazy it was, I feel like there's just a, a couple, like there were lessons in it. Like it was like, okay, I made that decision to release my control because I could have been crying and stressed and angry that whole time, but I was laughing, I was singing, I was just doing the thing, and lessons in following your gut and having courage, because I was so, I did not want to be like, hey, I'm going to miss my flight if I don't go right now, but I had to, and I had to force myself out of my comfort zone and be like, excuse me like or if I wouldn't have done that at that point if I would have waited in that line the flight would have left before I even got to the line and when she held up that ticket and was like you could try I was like this when she held up that ticket and said you could try this is the example I feel of everything that I do in my life And there are so many people, I think, that just would have been like, the boarding is already started. 
forget it. I missed my flight. It is what it is. I'll reschedule. Or I've seen people, there's people that would get super mad at the airline because they couldn't find their ticket and then blame it on them. And there's just all these things that I've tried to work on, like taking self-responsibility, not taking no for an answer, pushing for what you want, giving it your best effort, trying, um, having a positive mindset and belief that even though the flight was boarding, I still believed that I could make it. And somehow I did. Now I could have believed I could have made it and then go all the way there and then be like, the door shut, you're not getting on this plane. But I, I feel like you could twist this into a lesson of it is worth a try. Whatever you want to do, it is worth a try. And having an optimistic point of view of something and being willing to fight for it and being willing to sprint to make your flight versus just giving up is a muscle memory. And that's what I feel. I know this is such a silly story, but it is muscle memory to where when I want to do something and people are telling me it's impossible, I'm like, you know what? I made that flight. She told me she told me they weren't even going to let me on the plane. And I fought for it and I made that flight. There are all these little things that pop up in our lives that I feel you get a chance to test yourself. And maybe that's the fact that you said you were going to start working out and you let every day get in the way of that and you let excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse get in the way to where you're not even willing to run across the airport and fight with a cop, you know? (laughs) Resilience, um, patience, and not, like I said, not, not taking no for an answer. Being an entrepreneur, I've heard no so many times. I've heard you can't do that so many times. I've heard Uh, It's not going to work sometimes. And just like she said, you're probably not going to make this flight. There's power in being somebody who says, but I think that I can. So I'm going to try. And I guess that's my point of anything valuable out of this story is what kind of mindset person are you? Because my belief that I could make that flight just comes from me working on myself and pr- and practicing and putting in the the work to gain the muscle memory of I believe that I can do things. I believe that I can do things that people say I can't do and I will fight for it and a lot of times I make a lot of mistakes and totally mess up and fail. But I would have rather gone through all of that and all the crazy things that happen and then them be like, you missed your flight, then I would never be the person that just took the boarding pass and been like, well, I didn't make it. I should have I should have got here earlier or, or yelled at the airline or whatever. I, will, I just am not that person. I'm not the person that would have been like, oh, too bad. I'm going to be the person running across the airport. And I just feel... And this kind of goes into what I talked about last week or a couple weeks ago, I'm not sure, about the no regrets thing. And it's just everything is worth a try. 
you know, it's, it's, I would, like I said, I would have felt so much better knowing that I tried to make that flight when, if I didn't make it home to Ari, or, like I said, I committed to this photo shoot that was, like, seven hours the next day at 8 a.m., I would have missed that, and I would have, you know, not seen Ari as soon as I wanted to, and that would have been my fault, but I would have felt better knowing that I did everything that I could to make sure that I was there, and if traffic jam and all the series of unfortunate events that happened in that airport made me miss that flight, I would have been able to be okay with that. I wouldn't have been able to be okay with me just giving up on something. So I know it's such a minuscule example and it was, I don't even know if it's going to be funny to you, but I lived it and I lived jumping over things and running into people and just the laughing of, of course you want to pat me down. Of course you think something's in my braids right now. And the cop, like, reaching for, like, I don't know if he's going to tase me or what, but I'm just like, this is crazy. I'm willing to get tased over making my flight right now. So I don't know if it's going to be funny for you listening to it back, but maybe the the perspective and the lessons that I got from it will be helpful to you. So I hope you guys have an incredible week. Um, I, like I said, I'm heading to Utah for our team promotion. It's my birthday weekend. We're going snowmobiling and it is going to be such a great time. So I hope that you guys enjoy your Valentine's Day coming up. And I'm really grateful for anyone that listens to me talk. And if this is helpful for you, please share it on your social media, share with a friend and I hope you have the best week ever. Love y'all.